The Staff and Graph Podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. In looks are salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team tidy business, baby. Welcome back to the Staff and Graph Podcast. I'm Mike Stevens of Sports Illustrated and the Hockey News, and sitting virtually across from me is the one and the only future first female gym in NHL history and official Grinch. Like, you know, we we said, you know, around Christmas time last year, Rachel was the Grinch. She loves that movie. She loves she identifies the character. Rachel, why don't you clue in the listeners in, into what you're actually wearing I, uh, right now? I am literally wearing a Grinch onesie. It has the Grinch face on it, the Grinch like yep. hair, and it says Grinch right across my chest. Yeah. Uh, so I am literally in in many ways right now the Grinch. So what's the main reason why you're the Grinch, Rachel? What would you say is the is the main reason that has turned you into the Grinch? Um. So I've been in my cave for nine mm-hmm. days now. Eight days, nine days. Mm-hmm. Um, Time doesn't matter when you're at yeah, this point. Yeah, I don't know. Um, because I and we'll make we'll touch on this a little bit and and my frustrations and such. Um, I had COVID, which is why Harmon stepped in for me last week. Thank you, sir, because I was bedridden. Yep. So. Rachel caught the plague. And I got it in New Jersey. I did not mm-hmm. break any rules. I tested negative before I came back. Um, but I got it in New Jersey. And by the time I got home on Wednesday, basically Wednesday night onward, it was awful. I am not one of the lucky people who was asymptomatic. I have asthma and a heart condition. So that was a problem that caused some concern. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got it in New Jersey because I went there. And even though I was wearing a mask and took every precaution imaginable, including carrying hand sanitizer with me everywhere, other people around me were not wearing masks because in the United States of America... You do not have to wear a mask anymore. So, thank you to the person coughing on the subway next to me without wearing a mask, which is where I think I got it. I'm going to be super clear in what I say next. There is no room for interpretation here. If you are an anti-masker or an anti-vaxxer and I see you, I'm going to kick you in the nuts or slap you yeah. across the face. Or slap you in the nuts. That hurts a lot. Like, as I'm fully vaccinated and I took every precaution because I am immune compromised. Like, I took every precaution possible. I still got it because other people around me were not taking precautions. And let me tell mm-hmm. you, 
not only does the vaccine fucking work because I'm alive, even with the vaccine, the symptoms I had, like they were tough, but it was super clear that the reason it wasn't a more serious situation was because I had the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Like I was, let's, let's take a rundown. I have been coughing nonstop. Now I am better to the point where I really only cough when I talk. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is great to record a podcast with, you know? Yeah, it's, it's all fantastic. Um, if you don't hear a lot of coughing in this episode, y'all just be sending Connor a thank you. Um, yeah. And I have, like, had gastro issues. Like, it completely screws up your insides. I could not mm. taste anything. As a result, I had to have Chinese voodoo medicine, which I can assure you was disgusting. And even though I had no sense of taste, I could still smell it. And I gagged every time. Also, for six days, not only was I bedridden, but I had breathing issues. Which is bad. I almost had to go to the hospital one night. Yeah. And I think we can agree that the ass-kicking that would have ensued on my co-host's behalf, had I ended up in the hospital, mm-hmm. would have been thorough, to say the least. Yeah, I, I texted you many times to say, like, if this puts you in the hospital, I, uh, like, I would have gone to New Jersey and just started <laughs> just swinging. Just kicking ass. But I'm, like... Just started swinging was, on people. Doesn't matter, you know, where, like, who they are. If they were even related to this, just their fault. Swing away. Yeah, so we are now starting every podcast with wear your fucking mask and get vaccinated. Otherwise, absolutely fuck you. That, like, that's where we're at because now I've had it. And I have not seen anybody for two weeks now. Or like a week and a half, basically. I have gone to bed legitimately for two of the nights wondering if I was going to make it through the night. I have barely eaten. And now my appetite has come back in like the most violent way. And I'm eating like 4,000 calories a day. I've had to drink green juices that I have described to Mike and shown him. And I think we can agree that they were disgusting at best. Yeah, you don't need to see that. And and the voodoo Chinese medicine is is really it here. Okay? Like it is not fun going to bed wondering if you you are going to die in your sleep. Cuz that was a legit thing. And so I cannot implore this like I cannot be more clear with this. Even if you are vaccinated And if you're not, fuck off. Literally fuck off. Even if you are vaccinated, though, please wear your mask and keep your distance. Because I did that and I still got sick because other people were selfish enough to be sick and not wear a mask. And I can't like I shudder to think about what this would have been like if you weren't vaccinated, like fully vaccinated, you know? It's it was to the point like where like I had 
pretty candid conversations. Like I had to wear a heart monitor until today. So I've been wearing a heart monitor for eight days. Mm -hmm. Like I had pretty candid conversations with the cardiologist who had to call and like check in on me, like not even the cardiologist, it was a cardiac specialist and doctors who were like, uh, this would have been really bad if you were not vaccinated. Yeah. Like it hit, hit you like a ton of bricks and like even then. And like I to the point where like you and I joked about me needing to sleep because my body was like clearly run down. I slept yeah. probably 16 hours a day for five or six days. Like I was sleeping, wow. sleeping, a completely bedridden. Like it was it's absolutely brutal. Even now, like I'm not back to like my full energy, but like I can get through the day. Um, I can't mm. like I have the fucking covid focus issue where like now I have issues like sitting in front of a computer for like longer than an hour and uh, focusing on things, which is kind of a fucking problem when you're trying to write a thesis. Yeah, could could come in, you know, could be a bit of a, a speed bump there. Yeah. So like now that one of us has had it and can speak on it, like this thing sucks even when you are vaccinated. So please mm -hmm. do not be selfish. Please wear your mask because if anyone has to go through like I would not wish this on my worst enemy. I I would be like I I I don't think it's dramatic to say that the vaccine saved your life. Yeah, like I so I also had H1N1. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I was vaccinated. I had H1N1. And... Oh, like you had it when it came down or you got it, had it now? No, like I had H1N1. So I got the vaccine and then two weeks later I got H1N1. Okay. And I was like in... Thank God I was like a gymnast at the time. So like I had a very good, strong, like immune system, lots of protein. I was being taken care of by the national team doctor. So like it was fine. But, like, that sucked. But, like, COVID? Like, awful. I will take, as someone who routinely gets, like, strep, tonsillitis, like, that kind of thing, I will take strep ten times over before I ever have to go through this again. Damn. Yeah. So, just take it from me. Absolutely awful. Um, so, please, like, be vigilant and be careful. And if you're around people that aren't being vigilant and careful, feel free to yell at them. Like, I now have a, like, full-blown rule. If you are not vaccinated, like, I will not. We're done. Like, we're done. And Yeah, you, you got it now. There's no... We're done. And now, like, this is even, like, I'm, like, immune for six months now. So I can go to Mexico and, like, fucking lick doorknobs and be fine. Hell yeah. I'm obviously not going to do... Well, I am going to go to Mexico if that is a... For sure. And go go lick doorknobs. Live your dream. But, like, even now that I've, like, I've had it and I'm immune for a minimum of three months, but likely up to six, I now can't get my COVID booster shot for six months. Shit. Because I've, I've had it. But, like, it is awful. And so, please, like, stay vigilant. It is, this is not a hoax. This is not a joke. We never thought it was. But now that I've had it, like, Mike and I already hated anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers, like, all of those people. 
But like my disdain and patience for them now is less than zero. Oh, like yeah. it's it's gone. It's gone. I, I have no time for it. Like it's an auto block on Twitter. Like everything like that. It's it's absolutely awful. And if anyone has had it, I'm so sorry that you had to go through it. I was fucking petrified. Like imagine just like, having anxiety about you dying like every day for a week. Mm-hmm. Like it's one thing to have like poor mental health because I've been at that point too. But at least you're in control of that. Yeah. I was not in control here. And like I would say Friday night. Yeah. Thursday night and Friday night. I I th- I thought I might not make it through the night. I shit. I did not know that. Yeah. So it it was I was not it's not a good feeling and so I'm on the men now. There's no need to be concerned. Um they've figured out that there's no like live residual things in my body anymore, so I I am getting over it. Um but now, like, I've basically got to be super careful for mm-hmm. a while now because I'm, like, more prone to get sick with other shit. So not enjoyable. I'm going to have a cough for a few weeks. And I'm probably going to have COVID confusion for four months, which is fantastic given what I have coming up. Are you going to Are you gonna have COVID toe like Aaron Rodgers? Uh, no, that's usually just for people that aren't vaccinated. Are you going to show feet on the, uh, <laughs> on the press conference like he did? I will not be doing that. No one needs to see my Grinch feet. I can flip my octopus back to happy octopus because I'm getting let out of jail on Saturday. That's good. You're going to go around, just lick every street pole and kiss every stranger you possibly can. It's so funny. Like the concierge for my building, like the one uh, lady who Mm -hmm. like I see all the time actually came and knocked on my door and was like, I haven't seen you in a week. Like, are you okay? Oh, that's adorable that your building cares about you. <laughs> like, that would never happen in mine. And, like, if, if anybody, like, anyone that has, like, helped me out, and there are a few of you, and I know that you listen, um, thank you for helping me out by, like, dropping off food. Uh, first of all, I owe a huge thank you to Mikey, like, Porter Mikey, because he set me up on a both ways to not sit, nobody was in my row, and the entire rest of the plane was full. Then uh, he made sure, because there was like construction in New Jersey, he made sure I didn't miss my flight coming home, which likely would have resulted in me being trapped in the U.S. for two extra weeks. So a huge shout out to Mike for that. Um, not me, Porter, I, I, Porter Airlines Mike. P- Porter Mike, you know who you are. We love you. Literally, like, I cannot thank you enough. Another thank you to you, Mikey, and to Harmon for Mm -hmm. helping me out. Kaylee for dropping off food (laughs) for me and a Get Well Soon card. Um, I appreciated that. But yeah, um, I thought we would take this time to kind of talk about it because now that I've had it, I can speak directly about it and, and what it's like. And so... Yeah, it's not a joke, guys. Not a fucking joke. Do you want to talk about hockey? Let's talk about hockey. Let's do it. So, well, actually, let's not talk about hockey because we're going to go into plot points now. That, that was all the headlines we needed. Plot, we're going to go into plot points now. And The headline is Rachel is not dying. Yeah, real, which Rachel's is, alive. I feel like important. <laughs> which is great. Um, the real the trending up in plot points was trending up and trending down in the hockey world today um, is weird food shit 
on uh, on the TL in the timeline. <laughs> I have never seen this might like every year this it's a Thanksgiving tradition where every year people post their like their plates, like their Thanksgiving dinner plates on uh, on Twitter and and it's like yeah, like we do Canadian Thanksgiving, but like I like American Thanksgiving, I was It's a different animal. It's a different yeah. beast. I w- I was actually I got to go to John Hines' house for Thanksgiving when I was in New Jersey. It was awesome. He invited me because he knew I like didn't have any family. That's very nice. But every, a super kind thing to every, do. Every every year, people post their Thanksgiving plates on Twitter, and every year we find out just how, like how awful the average person's taste is, because okay, so Utah is fucked to begin with, because that's like where all like the polygamy stuff happens. Did you see? Well, it's also <laughs> where all the white people are, and we know that white people can't. Well, cook. that's enough of that. Then we won't be going. Did you there. see? Did you see the the thing that I on my Twitter? Oh, God, no. What did what I, I miss? I said, was this is the worst Thanksgiving plate of all time? No. Oh, my God. Go to my Twitter. Okay. I'm on it. Can you down, like, discuss the thing that I sent yeah. you, please, while I do this? No, but this is this is on another level, Rachel. This okay, so the, the one... thing, the reason we started this is because yes, is... I sent Mike a tweet that was just at FBI. And it was a, it was a pickle cranberry pie or a strawberry rhubarb and pickle pie. Yeah, Rachel's reacting to the the thing that I saw. Okay, so first things first. A cranberry pie with pickles on top is Mm. disgusting. And, you know, sometimes it's okay to try things in the kitchen. This is not one of those things. Sometimes it's okay to try things in the kitchen. It's another thing to broadcast that to the world. Like, that's gross. Stop that. We're alerting the authorities. You're going to jail. Like, like you've never like you can get a little you can get a little freaky in the kitchen, but you don't have to broadcast that all. You know what and that I'm, reminds me of is like, you know how what? people are like, I only have this left in my fridge and I'm on a grocery budget. What can I make? Yeah, that's basically exactly. like someone being like, I only have oh, pickles and cranberries and a pie crust. What can I do with this? And somehow they thought making a pie was a good idea. And I feel like you and I know each other well enough where it's like if mm-hmm. either one of us are at a point with money where we're making cranberry pickle pie, yeah. we're probably texting the other one being like, yo, can I borrow $20? <laughs> yo, can you spot, can you spot me? Like this is, this is ridiculous. Like, if I ever <laughs> see you eating cranberry pickle no. pie, I am personally delivering food to you. No, I have never, thankfully I've never gotten to that point, but there have been, there have been some, some interesting, uh, in, interesting nights, but no, this, and then the, the one that I yeah, saw. That so looks I'm like gonna, silly putty. So <laughs> this person has on their plate, I saw this, this person, um, and okay, so it goes round one, and the guy goes, I promise the pink stuff is not disgusting. Now the pink stuff literally looks like Pepto-Bismol with chunks of vomit in it. <laughs> yeah, and, it literally is like awful. Yeah. It lo- and and so this guy has like some some dry mac and cheese like chicken uh, uh, turkey that has no it's craft dinner mac and cheese mashed potatoes that have been that like have not been mashed they yeah. were just like accidentally sat on by your uncle and then like served <laughs> he's got like he's got some turkey that has never even been in the same room as seasoning <laughs> some weird like greens that look like they've been sat out in the sun forever and then this. <laughs> And then this concoction, this pink concoction. And now I was talking with Julian McKenzie about this from The Athletic. And he sent me that apparently the guy dropped the recipe for it. So he goes, so for those who don't know what, what's in the pink stuff. Uh-huh. And apparently that's literally what they call it, pink stuff. It's cherry jello, cottage cheese, 
pineapples and whipped cream. No, I actually n- no. 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 That is the most vile. I, I, first of all, I want to know how that combination of foods ever came together. Like how someone was like, hey, why don't we try this? You know, um, and another thing is that might be the most vile combination of ingredients <laughs> I've ever. That is worse than cranberry pickle pie. And like, I am absolutely alerting the authorities to that. <laughs> it has to be worse, right? Like for sure. Anytime. Yeah. Like, listen, I just had Chinese voodoo medicine. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that I would rather have that than whatever I just saw. Yeah. Makes sense. And when I would rather have a purple, greenish, black medicine that has white specks in it, like, we have a problem. That makes sense. Now, Rachel, let me ask you this question. Is that pink stuff worse than what's happening in Vancouver right now with the Canucks? I love that. That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like me the resources that were once reserved for big business. And it's customized to your needs. You get a great looking online store that really helps bring your ideas to life and tools to manage the day-to-day and drive sales. And I'm speaking about this from experience. I'm really passionate about bass fishing. And a little over five years ago, I started an e-commerce bass fishing brand with my best friend, Aaron, called Woo Tungsten. Actually, it's pronounced Woo Tungsten, W-O-O exclamation mark, because that's the sound you make when you catch a giant bass. And it was a no brainer to do this on Shopify because they've made it so easy every step of the way from creating product listings to making discount codes to managing shipments. In fact, if you want to see what an e-commerce store looks like on Shopify, go to wootungsten.com and you can see. And it's no wonder that every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. You can get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience. And you can gain knowledge and confidence with extensive resources to help you succeed. Plus, with 24-7 support, you're never alone. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash bluewire, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial, and you'll get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today, just like me, just like Wu Tungsten, by going to shopify.com slash bluewire right now. That's shopify.com slash bluewire. Oh, mate, mm. would you rather, so let's say you're JT Miller. Okay. You're Already JT I'm Miller. not in a great spot. Okay. Okay. Would you rather talk about if everybody is on the same page... Which they're not, apparently. Or eat Pepto-Bismol cottage cheese. I'd rather eat the cottage cheese at this point. It doesn't. It seems like JT Miller is not a happy camper. And no one in, in Canucks land is. They had a disastrous practice today. So many different Yo, things went wrong. Thomas Trance tweet? Yeah, where... Apparently, it was a simple two-on-o drill, which I'm not sure why they're even running a two-on-o drill in the first place. Yeah, two-on-os do not happen in the National Hockey League. And th- for some reason, they couldn't set it up properly, like, even though that seems like it should be an easy drill to set up. And 
Like yeah. and and so and JT Miller just fucking lost his mind. It was like we don't we don't know what we're doing here. Like all this kind of stuff. And then apparently, apparently like it ended up being an, a two on two drill, which seems more realistic. But like why? Like it just now here's here's my thing is JT Miller. I, I'm all for JT Miller. Like you know caring, being pissed off with losing. Um, but, but he's also he's acting he's 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 got a lot of like Kobe behavior going on right now. Like this man is he is not happy. And there's apparently now a, a you know, a, a growing leadership divide in the dressing room between him and Bo Horvat now that's being rumored for a while. Which I will say, based on what I know about these two, those two players behind the scenes, I'm not shocked to hear that. Really? Not at all. Why? Are you not shocked to hear that? There were vehement disagreements last season on how things were being handled in the dressing room, particularly surrounding the Canucks COVID outbreak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently it hasn't been the same since. Okay. Now is and it- now we have, like, it's been admitted publicly that the reason Travis Hamanick was not with the Canucks was because he wasn't vaccinated, which is what I said months ago. Everyone, well, I think that was an open secret at that point. Yeah, too. and then everyone was like, no, it's mental health related. And I was like, it actually very isn't, but thank you. Um, And so, like, COVID was an issue last year in that dressing room. And given the fact that they're still not fully vaccinated and how some players are on different pages when it comes to that, like, I'm not surprised. Um, But, like, Bo Horvat's the captain of the team. So, like, even if you do, like, leadership by committee, like, the it's it's his room. The buck stops with him. Yeah, like, it's his room. So, like, hey, JT Miller, like, you might not agree, but guess what, buddy? Like, not your dressing room. Right. And and like it's super clear that like ownership loves Bo Horvat. Right. But it like I was reading and like I don't even know how true this is that like like they have they were like separate Halloween parties. But you could tell oh, that really? it's taking a oh, toll on the younger players because Elias Pedersen doesn't look mentally engaged. Quinn Hughes no. doesn't look mentally engaged. That entire blue line is a tire fire. Like no, it's, it's a it's a disaster. Scotty Bowman could not coach that blue line. I feel I feel like I was talking about this with with Harmon on the last podcast. Like I feel for Travis Green because he is just being put in like like he doesn't have anything to work with. He's being put in a really, you know, crappy position where he's somewhat of a lame duck, even though he just got an extension. Like he's the fact like everything about that team, it was pulling teeth. It was pulling teeth to get their friggin' goaltending coach, who all the goalies loved, and every goalie has like thrived under him, like re-signed, you know? Like it was it was pulling teeth to make that happen. It was it just seems like everything is so much more difficult than it should be. And then there are the tweets coming out f- with Elliot Friedman saying, you know, the big thing with the Canucks right now is they is, you know, they're waiting because they don't want to make a rash decision that they'll regret for a decade. They've literally like the last decade has been regretful. Like what? You're going like, to What do you mean are you, you don't really want to gonna- like have, are you saying that you haven't made a decision that you've regretted for the like the last decade? They've already So here's the thing. I read that tweet and that was my yeah. first thought, but my second thought was this. You've already made a decision that's going to impact you for the next decade, and it was trading for Oliver Ekman Larson. They could have just waited one year. Waited one year for those for those contracts to end. Waited one year for the, all that money to come off the books. And then, you know, Bob's your uncle. But no. Fanny's your aunt. Fanny, Bob's and your Pepto uncle. Bismol and Pepto-Bismol is your dinner. Exactly. 
you know, and yet, no, they had to they had to offload all that money and then immediately tie in an, another boat anchor around them. That guy is not that guy already is not great. And he is tied to the team until 2026. That's not a real year. I don't plan on living that long. It's so funny because I watch like what Vancouver's doing and then I'm watching what like Toronto FC is doing. And like Toronto FC has been like they've been to three championship games in the past four years. And then they were like awful this year and there were problems in the locker room. And the president basically came out and was like, this is unacceptable. All of you are friggin gone. He brought in Bob Bradley, who has a reputation of basically like someone he was asked like behind the scenes, like, what do you, what would you do with a fractured dressing room? And he said, I would take a flamethrower to it. So we have one team that's like, this is not going well, but we're going to fix it now and are doing things about it. And then we have another team on the other side of the country that's like, well, things aren't going well, but like, we're not really going to do anything about it. No, and, and they haven't done like they've had this mindset forever. So the one thing I will say is like, obviously now that like that things have happened, you have to vet your candidates more carefully thank god but at the same time you should have been vetting candidates over a year ago yeah like what are we doing it makes absolutely no sense right and now they're like and it's oh travis green might get fired i'm like if we think this is a travis green problem like we have the point has gone so far over your head he doesn't like he doesn't even have a hope in all this like he's He's just caught in the middle. Like I said, Scotty Bowman and or Anatoly Tarasov could not coach this hockey team. It's just absurd. It's wild. Um, all right, trending up, horrendous jerseys. Rachel, this has been a week, a week to forget on the jersey front because holy smokes, everyone. Everyone except Finland. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't mind. Okay, so I don't mind Canada's jerseys. Like, I don't mind them. What? I think they're fine. I think they're they okay. They look like a turkey's butthole. They do look like a butthole. I, okay, <laughs> so like, like, I didn't, I didn't mind them until Greg Wyshynski pointed out that the the maple leaf looks like a butthole, and now I can't see anything. Okay, other so than here's that. the thing: I didn't even think about the turkey's butthole. The first thing I thought of when I saw those jerseys was, why does the leaf look like my five year old like nephew drew it? Yeah, it it it's weird. What is but, so hard? The best jerseys were the. 2010 Olympic ones. Yeah, I, I put that in my... I did a, I did a top four, yeah. uh, and that was the number one. Stop touching! Okay, but they need to sell new stuff. No, you're gonna... You know, you know how they're gonna sell new jerseys, Mike? Because Connor McDavid is gonna be on the team. You know what really... You know what pisses me off, though? Like, is, I'm not buying that. <laughs> what, what annoys me is, like, they did such a great thing in the 2010 jersey by including an, you know, an indigenous, you know, First Nations design. Oh my god, it was right? amazing. Like they have it. They have a I think it's a Thunderbird and an Eagle in uh in in the crest protecting it. And that was clearly because, you know, it was in Canada, you know, that's our culture and all that. And then they just were immediately like, "Nope." And it was in Vancouver where like there's a huge First Nations community. And and ever since then they're they're just like yeah no that was only because we we have it at home now we're just gonna ignore that completely like first nation like if we're gonna talk about like an expression of culture like you know first nations culture is Canadian culture like first nations history is Canadian history like yeah like should, why don't you let like an indigenous person design it 
Yeah, like it looked great. Like you keep that same logo and just like you know the other you thing know, mess around that really bothers me. What? What color is our flag? It's oh yeah, it's red and white, and yet we keep doing we keep putting black in here. And I and everyone Stop keeps it. saying everyone keeps saying oh it's because there's so many other you know red and black countries. I'm like cool. Canada should get precedent on that then. Make friggin' make Switzerland get put black in there. Literally, we are known. For hockey. We're the number one hockey nation in the world. Like, we should get pressed. Literally, we are known. The Russians have blue, white, and red. The Americans have blue, white, and red. And the Russians throw gold in there because of their, like, the, 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 the um, I don't know how to say it in English. The bird thing. Um. Okay, the bird thing. The bird thing. The Germans, black, red, and yellow. There, there's mm. no other They don't toss purple in there in for the some reason. In the color scheme. It's the eagle on the thing on the crest, and off we go. Call it a day. Canada, red and white. What are we doing? You're telling me that if the Canadians played the Swiss and one team was wearing a red jersey and one team was wearing a white jersey, that we wouldn't be able to figure it out? Because that seems like a you problem. I would be dumbfounded, Rachel. I would be clueless. Like, there's, do I, people I can't realize tell. that like three teams do not play on the ice at one time? It's it's absurd. It's it's fucking stupid. I hate it. The only one that is like even remotely close to acceptable is the white one. Yeah, the white one looks like I don't think they're that bad. I think I think they'll I think they're the oh, kind of no, I think they're terrible. I think they're the kind of jersey that well, like also I, I'm looking at them in comparison to the USA jerseys, which are <laughs> a fucking disaster. Which are just an absolute disaster. I can't. It's fifty shades of blue. I cannot believe that those <laughs> that those were like that is those literally they do look like the in in the EA NHL games where they don't have the license the IHF licenses to have jerseys, so they just like slapdash them together. If you want to play Team Canada, it's like so they literally just like superimpose the flag on your jersey, and there you go. Like it's that's what USA. Honestly, like. like there are so many people, and we're gonna get into this when we discuss the Devils. But like there they look are like soccer jerseys. so many talented like designers designers out there and like this is what you decided to come up with like people on twitter are doing a better job yeah and hey let's talk let's let's talk about the devils then because that is that's the worst jersey in the league i think okay so i will say this and people do not understand the whole like font thing Mm -hmm. so i actually have a pin um, and because I'm currently in the process of moving my primary home in Newmarket, uh, it's packed away. But I actually have a pin that says Jersey on it. And they had them made for like uh, all the staff. So and it's made in that font. So what they did was they took like the Jersey, like the, the New Jersey font, like for the state mm-hmm. and wrote and they made us pins that said Jersey. And I noticed that on this jersey it was that like the word jersey was in that font so i thought that was cool that they they literally use the state font that people know that part is cool the rest of it can like, you use the font you could just use that font on the numbers and the name and then have or you could have logo. it say jersey and then what you do is instead of only having it say jersey do a silhouette of, of the, the state. state behind yeah, I saw it. that design. Yeah. Like, when I looked at that, I was like, if you just put a silhouette of the state behind it, like, 
get rid of the fucking arms, but like the the actual jersey itself would look pretty good. Yeah, and there's just so much piping on it. It just says, and like then it's it, like this means this and this means that. Like your franchise is like thirty years old. Settle down. And what's funny too is like so they they say that it was designed by Martin Broder. Okay, so I can which, tell you that. Yeah, that straight up is like. They started talking about a third jersey while I was employed there. Yeah. And this was three years ago. (laughs) What's funny, too, is like, so they say, like, there's this clip of Kanye talking about Lady Gaga. And he's like, he's like, I'm a fan of Gaga's songs. If you look at Lady Gaga, right, she's the she's the creative director of Polaroid. I like some of Gaga's songs. What the fuck does she know about cameras? And I'm looking at and, and I look at that and I go, I like some of the Martin Broder saves. The fuck does he know about designing jerseys? Like, why did you put the most the bland white guy in, in charge of this? It doesn't it, it looks exactly like it. There's so much piping everywhere. It looks it looks like a, a, a shirt you buy at a gas station. That's what it looks like. It looks like you're in New Jersey, like you just got over state lines. It's the first like en route gas station that you, you come to. And it's like and, and you need to pick up that that shirt. Because your kid puked all over his old one. Yeah, like, if you just put, like, the silhouette of the state, then at least, the, like, the, the front looks good. Then on the arms, mm-hmm. first of all, you make the, like, on the shoulders, instead of black and white stripes, make it fucking red. Mm-hmm. Or make it all white. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know what we're doing with the, the arm situation, but, like, the budget on the stripes was way too high. Two stripes. Yeah. Two stripes. It's like it's like the designer was getting paid by the stripe. Yeah. Two stripes. Because like, they, they, went, they went hardcore. The it. idea of stripes is good. The execution <laughs> was awful. Yeah, it's rough. Now, I'm, I'm currently almost done my full watch through of uh, The Sopranos, um, which is a, a, a show, a seminal American classic that is also. Yes, I did set. The Sopranos tour. Entirely in Jersey, yeah, and I I just want to say I enjoyed all the Soprano jokes with that. It should just instead of saying Jersey, yes. it should it should say Gabagool. Um, instead of you know it should be Tony Soprano's. But face. like I noticed people Love cl- clowning on like the Jersey part, and I actually think that's the nicest part of the Jersey because I know the the significance other side of it. Like you could have a Jersey that says Jersey on it with that font because of what it means. But, like, what are we doing with the stripes? Not everything. And this is the thing. Not everything has to have a made-up meaning attached to it. Put two stripes, maybe three, and call it a day. Hey, Rachel, does their helmet helmet say helmet? I mean, it probably should. Does their pants say pant? (laughs) But, like, okay, and the other thing. I'm very funny. The other thing is, like, first of all. We do not need a black jersey. Mm-hmm. Second, the Devils, like primary jersey, is really nice. Yeah, like the red Devils jersey is friggin' beautiful. And you know what was great? Their Christmas, like the Christmas oh. Devils jerseys, those are phenomenal. Double down on those. Do you know? I tried so hard to get a Severson like. Christmas jersey and I could yeah. not get it crested and I wasn't just gonna buy a devil's jersey for like very obvious reasons but like I wanted a Damon like reverse retro and I could not get one and I was pissed because those jerseys were nice 
And I was like, you know what? I would wear that. But like this jersey, all you had to do, keep the jersey, add the silhouette, less stripes. People mm-hmm. would have fucking bought that jersey like that. It looks but great. But to me, red. Red is your color. Black and red. Use it. Well, like, you're the devils. What color is the devil? The devil is red. When someone say, when someone's high and you say your eyes look like the, they're as red as the devil's butthole, which is a saying that a lot of people say, it's because they're saying they're red. Like, like that, you have a color that pops. It's like, this is again what I talk about with, with Canon. I talked about in the piece that I wrote, like, like you have, you, you have a great framework to, framework to work with. You have like a, like a color in red already built in that pops and you just need to accent it. Like, you know what? You could even have just done like, I think it would have even just looked better if they had the same font and everything, but they just made the Jersey like red and green. Like, I think people oh, yeah. would have like, but instead it's just so boring. It's red and white or it's black and white with like a little bit of red, Everyone but it's like took, the most like- boring the so, most boring jersey you could make. The, they basically took the Chicago Blackhawks jersey and like yeah, stole it. And that but was the a other shit thing jersey. Is like, in the... There's too many black jerseys now. Yeah, too many. Like, there's Whether it's like, basketball, uh, hockey. Like if your primary like the colors Kings are black, the, the Kings, Kings are the black. black and the white Oakland team. Raiders are black. The Chicago White Sox are black and white. Like okay, those are the black and white teams. Everyone else. You get to work with the rest the of the New color The New Jersey wheel. Devils have black accents. That's it. That's enough. I would even say you should you should you should substitute green instead of black, but you know, I'm I, I'm not in charge of these things. Like Right, it's, but it's just like how hard is it? Like Tom Lewis Trision kinda nailed it. How hard is it to make a nice jersey? It should not be this hard. Like, Finland it really nailed shouldn't. it. Finland's yeah, Olympic Finland jerseys are sick. Like, absolutely sign me up for a Sebastian Ajo Finland jersey. Those things are awesome. They took what they are, which is, like, the lion. And they made it the prominent part of the jersey. They kept their Finland blue. They kept their Finland white. And off we go. Apparently, Sweden's look really weird this year. So, like, Sweden's actually a fantastic example of, like, people will buy your jersey even if you don't change it. Sweden is the Trey Kroner. Three crowns. Call it a day. Yeah. We're done. That's a sick jersey. Absolutely nasty. The New York Rangers literally never change their jersey. And guess what? They fly off the shelves. If your jersey is nice enough, people will buy it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's literally how it works. Like, yeah. it, this is not difficult. And so, yeah, people, like... There's way too many bad jerseys. Like the Leafs jersey before the one that they had. Oh, like, it, looks the like logo. it looks oh, like ass. Like, like I have my Mike Johnson jersey from when I was a, a small. Yeah. And my son Dean one because it's autographed. But that jersey is awful. Oh yeah, I have my I have my Phil Kessel, my Steve Thomas one. I think I have a Ty Domi one. Like, you know, when I was a baby. Like, they're bad, especially when they did sort of like when they updated them a bit and put like the the leaf on the crest or no, the leaves on the, sh- the crest on the shoulders. Like they, like it just, it looks, it looks bad. Yeah. Like guys, like I'm begging you just hire someone who specializes in jerseys. Like you look at soccer and like they do all these like wacky things. Like Tottenham wears like purple sometimes or like Barcelona wearing like pink and they nail it. Like, like for the love of God, just hire a consultant. I promise you it's not that hard. 
should not be that difficult. All right, Rachel, let's hop into the deep dive, um, which is stories of Thanksgiving. Now, American Thanksgiving, it's usually the time of, of the year where we say, all right, we can now, this is a barometer of, you know, what things are. American Thanksgiving, it's a time where we can actually judge things and not have people yelling about small samples and all that kind of stuff. So let's go through some of the, some of the stories. Let's talk about it. First off, there have been some, there have been some surprises, let's just say. Yeah. Um, number one, the Islanders are bad. Now, caveat here, they have been ravaged by COVID lately. And they started with 13 games on the road. Yes. Now, that, those are two pretty big caveats. So I'm not, I'm not going to write them off too hard because, holy smokes, that is an extremely, that, you know, those are some extremely difficult circumstances to navigate through. Oh, yeah. But I don't think anybody thought that they were going to come home from that road trip under 500. And they're pretty, they're pretty far below 500 now. Yeah. They're five, nine, and two. Like it's 29th in the league. And the thing that's most concerning to me is if you actually watched Lou Lamorello's press conference the other night, like there is, you could see the concern. Like there is mm-hmm. palpable concern there. Yeah. And, and so. That's a two-time gym of the year. Yeah. I think it's a mixture of, of circumstances and, and COVID. Um, I think at some point they're going to have a bit of a resurrection. Yeah. So like, I mean, they're still not a team that I would want to face in the playoffs. Yeah. Once they get their legs under them, I think they'll be fine, but, yeah. holy, but it, it's tough. Like they're going to play. Again, I'm looking- f- so f- 39, I think of their like remaining games are at home. Good. So if they go 700 at home, like they're probably getting in. Yeah, um, I'm also I'm looking at the at the standings right now, and I was gonna be like, oh, they're tied with the with the Habs for for thirtieth with twelve points. The Habs have played five more games than the yeah, Islanders. The Habs are bad, but that's I not feel, a surprise because I mean we all knew they were gonna be bad. I said last we year that they were built on a house of cards. Like this is not. Yeah. It's crazy. Not all right, news. speaking of teams that that are surprises though, in terms of being good, the California teams, namely Anaheim, they've been pretty oh. like, they've been pretty good. Troy Terry, hello. <laughs> Austin Matthews is right when he tweeted years ago, Troy Terry. Correct. Because Troy Terry is on a roll. So is um, Adam Anaheim. Henrique. So is Ryan yeah. Getzlav. Um, John Gibson. <laughs> uh, he's blessing my fantasy team, let me tell you. Yeah, like people he's... are talking about like, oh, Jack Campbell this, Jack Campbell that. Uh, you need to start paying attention to Anaheim. <laughs> John John Gibson's like like I know I know it's it, everyone wants to talk about um wants to talk about Campbell on on the U.S. Olympic team and you know, look I think no. there's a it's Campbell I, think, I mean it's it's Demko Gibson and Hellebuck yeah because look and at Gibson's, Demko oh my god <laughs> yeah it, it, I was gonna say Dibson um, Gibson is he's he's really stepping up Anaheim is man I really wish that a they had better jerseys speaking of jerseys I really wish they had better jerseys just jerseys, go back to the Mighty Ducks please their jerseys suck if they if they went back to the Mighty Ducks jerseys full-time they'd instantly become my second team without a oh, doubt yeah I'd buy it like right quick I'd buy I'd buy a jersey if I could and then I would and I would like become like they'd be my West Coast team because holy smokes like this is this is a team that has eight cupboard full of entertaining uh prospects and young players adam henrique got placed on waivers and took that personally and is now on like a yeah in a michael jordan sense is now on a, a, a you know on a roll like it's it's not it, troy terry I, I looks fantastic watching. jamie drysdale looks good like things are going well 
this is it's good stuff. It's good uh, stuff. even Ryan Getzlaff's having a good year. Oh, yeah. Like every like everything's kind of going back. All right, Columbus. What's going on in Columbus, Rachel? Man, like we all thought they were going to be bad this year, and like yeah. Brad Larson is probably going to get some shouts for the Jack Adams because, because they're Columbus the bad is team that's good. Very not bad. <laughs> like, but if you actually look at how they're playing, like they're winning because they're outworking teams. Like they are, they're winning the puck battles. They are winning the cycle game. They're absolute an absolute pain in the ass on the forecheck, and they really haven't changed their game much from when like Torts was the coach. Like they've kind of kept the same identity. They kind of play the same way still. Um, I mean they're getting. I was never worried about the goaltending, but they're getting some pretty inspired goaltending from Bruce Lincoln's. Um. So yeah, it, I mean, love to love to see that, right? Especially because they they own Chicago's pick this year, and it's only top two protected. So if Chicago gets like the third overall pick, like that's Columbus's pick. So they're gonna get even better, and now they got Boquist. He's young. Wierenski's looked fantastic. Like the Columbus is really going in the right direction here. What an unbelievably stupid trade by Chicago. Oh my God, so what funny. An, what an unbelievably stupid trade. I also like, guarantee that will... you that Kyle Davidson doesn't make that trade, so if they would have fired Stan Bowman when they should have, this never would have happened. Man. It's, it's absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Um, all right. Moving on, Rachel. We got Sergey. Speaking of Columbus, we got Sergey Bobrovsky. This guy has be this guy was like statistically the worst goaltender in the league for the last two years on making eleven like almost eleven million dollars a year. And then decides to come out this season, you know Vesna. Come, <laughs> come out of his cage and do just fine and potentially hey, capture hey. what well what will this be? His third Vesna? Oh uh, no, I think he only won one, but he was nominated. I think he's got time. two, doesn't he? Jeez, I don't know. Pretty sure he's got he two. He is the most wildly inconsistent. Like he is either horrendous. Or, or incredible, or the best in the league. Like, there's no yeah. in between. He can't be like. He is a two time Vesna winner. Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, he has, yeah. Wild. Absolutely wild. Florida's 11 0 at home, which is also insane. That's ridiculous. They, yeah. they have something that's that's really brewing. Like, they're, man, they're looking Aaron good. Eckblad's a point a game. Yeah, well, and and he came back from a horrendous leg injury last year. Yeah, like, people want to talk about Adam Fox. Like, excuse me, but Aaron Ekblad. He's finally becoming the guy that everyone thought he was when he when he was picked first overall. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm watching this right now, and I'm like, if he's not on the Olympic team, like, that's an error. Yeah. Like, it's that's an a error. Deal. Like, people are like, he, I oh, hope he is. Thomas Shabbat might make the Olympic team. Are we, like, what are we talking about here? Get get out of my face. Like, get, get Aaron out, Get directly out of my face. Is ridiculous obviously okay so petrangelo is obviously on the team you got Makar. that is like the most obvious mm -hmm. right and then you're probably like riley i think riley's on there i think riley's pretty much on there as well um i would have adam pellick on that as well um yeah. and then you've got kind of like i would have ekblad there and then shay theodore that's not as strong of the blue line as as people think it is like it's strong, but it's not like I'm but, probably like, like just randomly like forgetting someone, but like at yeah, least there's I no feel Seth like there's Jones. We're thinking. Oh man, yeah, he's because because Stan Bowman made that choice too. 
just fantastic stuff. Stan Bowman made the choice to have him be one of the three players who's already like guaranteed a spot. So not only did he saddle his, I guess, now former employer with a ten nine year commitment, almost a decade long commitment to this player. He's there now saddling the U.S. team, which he's also not a part of anymore um, with Seth Jones. Remarkable stuff. Um, all right. Injuries are plaguing teams. This is unfortunate because Colorado is supposed to be, you know, I would say the the favorite. I picked them as my favorite this year. Yeah, I thought so they were going to be fantastic. And everyone's injured. And there's only, and this is kind of stepping on our next segment, but there's only so much Nazem Kadri can do on his own. Because he is the... He, that boy is wilding right now. He's the straw that stirs the drink right now. Um, but no, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Like uh, Vegas, obviously they have, you know, some people are getting back, but even then they had a COVID break. They had a COVID scare and then Marcia. So went down as well, along with patch ready made his return the other night. Mark stone is back. Mark stone's back now. Like, wait, is he, yeah. is he back? Yeah, he's back. Like he scored last night. Or oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. All right. Well, good for him, man. Like, so they're getting people back. Obviously Jack Eichel's the big, uh, the big player that they have that that is not back yet, but you know there is not once a he does. friggin' chance he's playing in the Olympics. By the way, like not a no. chance. Like they just traded. They're they're like, dude, we just gave up like a whole lot for you. Like you, I'm sorry, but you're not playing. Like yeah, but they, that but look, we need content, so we will we will make this a debate that we talk about and talk about and talk about. You know, uh, leading up to the Olympics, or we inevitably it's like the Steven Stamkos thing where like everyone knew he was not going to be able to play in 2014 after the broken leg. Just wasn't going to happen. No, and yet. And yet, it was, will he be able to play? Will he be all right? Crazy. All right. And then point paces. By the way, I think I think both of Vegas and Colorado rebound. Like, I think they're going to be fine. And, like, make the playoffs, yeah. you think? Oh, yeah. I yeah. think they'll be fine. Because although it's at a point where we can judge teams, it's not It's not so... It's it, Like, it's still early, you know? We're still able to say it's and early. And, like, let's there, not pretend runway. that, like, what's happening in California is sustainable. Yeah. Because like, it's not. No. But, you know... <laughs> Point paces. McDavid and Drysaddle are, are absurd. They're both scoring at two points per game. Yeah, it's absolutely if, ridiculous. If the Edmonton Oilers, if they don't, like, I know this is rich coming from a Leafs fan, but if they don't win a friggin' playoff round or if they don't go deep this year. It'll be literally because is, of the refs. It's a travesty. Speaking of which, can we get John Tortorella off our, te- off our televisions, please? I'm not a big fan of that guy. Um, that guy belongs in coaching hockey and not on the television. And not like influencing how the how, how the world views it. Um, that would be that would be terrific. But all right, yeah, it's those nuts. Those, Ovechkin, those guys are like wild. But like even just like point paces, right? Like it's not even just them. Like there's like a freaking yeah. list here. And now Ovechkin is now prime Joe Thornton. Assist boy. He's got 18 assists in 20 games. It's crazy. Nazem Kadri. Holy moly. Now, keep in mind, this is someone who I picked up on waivers in fantasy. Contract so here, Nazem Kadri. He is, and the thing is, too, when you dig into his numbers, and I wrote about it this week, you dig into his numbers, it's, he's not riding a ridiculous shooting bender. No, he's literally he's, just scoring. He's just playing, he's just, he's averaging two more, two extra minutes in ice time per game this year, and he's become even more efficient. His per 60 numbers have, have doubled. He's scoring, he's literally scoring twice as many points per 60 than he did in any other year um, except for 2013, which is when he scored like 2.6. Right. So I couldn't say double. Like he is, he is on a freaking tear. And good for him, man, because 
it's a shame that he had the worst shooting luck of his entire career the year in his last contract year, which then saddled him with a, with a deal that is fine. Like he's making four point five million a year, but you know it's not as much as as you know someone of his caliber should be making. He is if he doesn't you know murder someone in the playoffs this year, <laughs> he's gonna. Which there's is a greater a variable. than fifty percent chance that that happens. Exactly, but if he's able to you know keep it together, like that that boy's getting paid. That is like that someone is, is going to pay a lot of money for that. If Jim Benning is still in, employed, Nazem Kadri is going to get billion dollars. Nazem Kadri is going to get a lot of money from the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, like let me let me tell you that that will then be impossible because they still have friggin' Braden Holpe's contract on the books from that buyout oh, for yeah. the next think three or four years. Like it's it's bad. It's bad um, news bears, folks. Troy Terry. We talked about him, too. Yeah, he's a point of game. I don't think that'll last, but... No, but, you know, he's playing well. And then we have the Cal- like Calgary, a team that we thought was just so milquetoast. They got, they got like, man- this is the Mangiapane, just just come coming out party. Oh, yeah, Andrew Mangiapane has been ridiculous. Johnny Gaudron, Elias Lindholm, like, that top line has been absurd with Kachuk. And you got Mangiapane playing... Uh, with like Coleman and Backlund, which is the most Daryl Sutter line possible. Um, but like I want to blow up S- Steve Dangle's spot for a second here. I wanna I wanna blow him up because he made one of the worst trades in fantasy this year that involved like this week I would say, but this he made it this week, but it was this year where he traded. He had Connor Hellebuck, and keep in mind, okay, goalie's the most valuable position because you get four points for a win. Yeah, and. And point, I think it's point two points for every save. Yeah. So they like they're always going to be the. He traded Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. For Elias Lindholm. No, Steven. That um, is bad. And we will never let him live because that down. Because that shooting percentage, all three of them will regress. Exactly. Um, and he, but he traded arguably the best goalie in the league. Yeah, that was a silly thing to do. Um, <laughs> so that hockey pool that I'm in with my dad that we have discussed offline. Um, yeah. <laughs> our last two picks of the draft, people are like angry at me and yeah. like angry at my dad because the last two players we got are Mo Sider and Andrew Mangiapane. <laughs> oh my God. And no one has Troy Terry. So we picked between Mangiapane and Terry. And I said, go with Mangiapane because I think he's like Calgary's in a better spot. And, and there's no waivers, right? No, no, no. So how this pool works is it's strictly points. Like, there's nothing else. Goals is his point. Yeah. Like, whoever has the most points matter. wins. And you have to account for injuries. So if you get injured, like, let's say you have a guy that gets injured, you, too bad. So, like, nobody picked Malkin this year because yeah, you can't, right? There's no waivers. There's no trades. Like, there's none of it. It's like you pick your team and that's it. So it's like they are not happy that so you have to have one rookie and that's our one rookie is Mo Sider. <laughs> and then um, Andrew Mangiapane is the other guy that we took last overall. And people Jeez are Louise. pissed. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of, of red hot um, Detroit Red Wings, Lucas Raymond, we got Lucas Raymond. He, my, uh, I put money on him to win the Calder at the beginning of the year. You might be taking home a pretty penny. 
Yep, it was plus 600. Man, you, you'd be taking over Pretty Penny, too. And then rounding it out, Adam Fox, point per game as well. Like, this... All scandals aside, this has been an entertaining NHL season to start off. There have well, been like, storylines. Lucas Raymond, I remember at the draft, like, like there was a big thing about Ottawa taking Stutzla, and I had Raymond three. Like I said, I thought that they Ottawa should have taken Lucas Raymond. Even as a German, I was like, no, I think Lucas Raymond is better. But they took Stutzla, and they took Stutzla, and you know what? Stutzla's good. Like that's fine. But, like, long-term, Lucas Raymond is going to be better. Mm -hmm. He's better now, and he's going to be better long-term. Yeah. It's going to be rough. All right, Rachel. I think we've reached the logical end of the podcast. I think we have. I've I've made it. I haven't really had a huge coughing fit. That's great. (laughs) That's that's a miracle. The worst, yep. So, Uh, yeah. I guess we'll go from here by saying you can find the podcast on Twitter at Staff Graph. You can find Rachel on Twitter at Rachel Dory. You can find me on Twitter at MikeyStevens81. The podcast is on iTunes. It's on Spotify, Google Play, any pod, you know, any pod stitcher or, or, you know, place that you can find podcasts. It's there. Um, buy our merch at, at Redbubble, redbubble.com slash staff and graph shop. Um, and write us a nice review. We'd love to hear it. If it's going to be nice, we love that. If it's going to be negative, at least make it entertaining so we can laugh at you. And Rachel, with your whole chest. <clears throat> Would you like to leave the listeners with anything? Wear your fucking mask. Mm-hmm. Get fucking vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And I guess I could use a little social interaction. Peace. <laughs>